This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, John O. Riddler has finished a grueling 33 hours in the water, a record-breaking 100-kilometre swim unassisted from Great Barrier Island to Auckland's North Shore. You would have heard me prior to the break just trying to put this in context for you. This is simply unbelievable. This is very much in the ilk of the great explorers, the likes of the Hillarys. What drives those guys to conquer some of the things that people just believe are impossible to do? Hopefully tomorrow he is celebrated across the country for this achievement. One man who is incredibly proud is his father, uh, Gordon Riddler. Gordon now joins us. Evening to you, Gordon. Congratulations. Well, not to me, Mark, but yes, good evening to you. Now, where are you at the moment, Gordon? Well, we're at Campbell's Bay, and there's... um, Jono finished earlier than was expected because the conditions got appalling and he was... I'm getting a bit um, disoriented. Um, so he's there's a crowd here that made it here regardless of the fact that it wasn't narrow neck. And Jono's in the ambulance, which is nothing to be alarmed about. It was always expected he'd be in an ambulance, getting just making sure everything's all good. Did he get to his feet when he did hit terra firma, or did he need to be carried out of the water? I mean, all the blood tends to be in the upper extremities, and suddenly you've got to stand up, and you know it can be a little bit um, haphazard. It can almost be a little bit dangerous. Because of the short notice of the change in destination, I didn't get here till after he'd arrived. He, um, he, in speaking in, in, inside the ambulance, he's really comfortable. He said he's not the least bit tired. Um, they were just concerned that he was getting um, disoriented in the water. It's it's an unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, you were at Great Barrier Island yesterday, 10 o'clock in the morning. I was trying to put this in context. You know, 10 o'clock yesterday morning, we all had a full day at work. I went home, um, you know, had dinner, watched some TV, went to bed, woke up. I've pretty much gone through a repeat all day today. And that guy's been swimming the whole time in some pretty cold water or in some pretty deep, dark water, unassisted. Uh, try and sort of put this in context. It's, it's absolutely amazing, isn't it? And for him to say to me that he's not actually really feeling tired, it, um, you know, it's it's remarkable. He's actually, re- you know, re- very comfortable in the in, sitting there. All his, you know, he's got 100% oxygen saturation. His pulse is good. His temperature is good. He's all fine. And, you know, it's just remarkable, isn't it? You said that he was a little bit disorientated towards the end. Um, was that simply because of the darkness um, or was that just the fact that at that point, while he's physically okay, just you know, mentally the mind starts to play a few tricks? I, I think the latter, just the mind was playing tricks. So he's physically fine. It's really rough and stormy. You know, it would have been it's a fair bit of surf to come in through to, to get to the beach. Um, so I'm, I don't know yet how the call was made about him finishing. Um, whether um, the, the crew and the medics decided or whether he decided. Yeah, Gordon, um, unofficially, I mean, they've got it at 99 point something, but we're told that he has, in fact, swum the 100 kilometres. Uh, can you confirm and verify that? Um, I, I think that not officially because for all the little deviations he does while he's swimming, the tracker will say he's done 100k, 
but when they evaluate it according to the rules of marathon swimming, they take out those little um, all the little zigzags, and therefore it will end up less than a hundred. But still a remarkable achievement. I mean, you know, this is the longest. I think was about eighty-two, co- eighty-two kilometres. I think the double crossing of Lake Taupo, and that record has stood for eternity. So he now holds this on his own. Yes, he does. I think it's eighty point four. Not to correct you, but the the Taupo double crossing. So John had previously done a swim of forty-six k from Matapuri to the Poor Nights and back. So he's done double what he's ever done before. How much time and preparation was put into this, um, Gordon, in terms of being able to actually achieve this? Because, you know, it's it's, people forget actually this is not just about the last 30-odd hours. You know, like any sport, you've got to show your body in training what happens on race day. You've got to build up a resilience. You've got to build up a level of endurance. I mean, you know, it's, you know, the thought of having to swim 18 hours in training, let alone 10 hours a day in training. I mean, give us some sort of uh, insight into what's actually been required in terms of being able to get himself in this sort of level of physical and mental shape. Well, I think he's got some really good, sort of physical attributes to build from. And then he started marathon swimming it was Cook Strait in 2019. So, and then he continued from that to uh, with um, Taupo and Fovo. So he's, he's better than all those big swims and then the one he did out to Four Nights and back. So there's all that swimming background. And then he's built for the last six months, been, he's trained for this. The reason it's later in the year than is ideal because of weather conditions is because he got a, a shoulder, a little bursa in his shoulder and had to stop training for six weeks. And then he's built again. So he's done things like um, train through the night or, and you know, three days in a row, done eight hours of swimming on top of you know just a normal routine. So um, I'm not sure what the, the longest swim he did during training was. I don't, I'm don't, not, not aware of that. Mm. Now he's had plenty of support too from two very well New Zealanders who have a foundation or have a charity set up called Live Ocean and those founders are Peter Burling and Blair Tuke of America's Cup fame and you know part of um, Jono's um, goal here was to draw awareness to the current state of our oceans and particularly the Hauraki Gulf. I think that became a really big motivation for him and they're a great group of people and they've been fabulous supporters of him and organising and you know, running this this swim. It's not a small thing when you've got, you know, the whole organisation is way more than anyone would believe. And yes, it's, um, John has been very inspired with that cause, and um, and rightly so. Mm. In, in regards to media, were there media there when he finished? I know that the, the initial line was Narrow Neck Beach, but again, due to weather conditions and uh, safety factors, uh, did mean that, you know, media probably, I'd imagine, we're on the go a little bit trying to get there to meet him. But, but has there been some media around him? I'd imagine there'll be media certainly around him tomorrow. There is media here. They weren't here at first because it sort of got the jump on everybody. The crowd was um, given... Oh, just a minute, I'll just turn this call off. Um, I was surprised how many people were here at the time, and the media um, came maybe 15 or 20 minutes later, but they really, there was, there was no, Jono wasn't showing himself. He was, um, he was in, look, being looked after in the ambulance, and they won't see him, so they were just photographing the event in the crowd. Mm, it'd be fascinating to have a chat to him, to sit down and just talk about the tough parts of it, and uh, i just dying to know the mindset, what he thought about for 30-odd hours. 
Yes, I know. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? And, um, you know, he'd be quite coherent to talk to you now. He just wouldn't want to. No, I get that. I, and I wouldn't expect him to talk to us right now, too. No, I, I imagine that's the last thing yeah. he probably wants to do, maybe in the days coming. Well, look, um, Gordon, thank you for joining us. And you must be incredibly proud, and you should be proud. It's a remarkable achievement. And I genuinely say this to do what he's done, you've got to be very much in that same ilk as the likes of Edmund Hillary, the great explorers, because, um, you know, I've got a little bit of a background in it, and I can't even comprehend what he's just gone and had to endure, both physically and mentally. So well done to him, and well done to you and your family. Yes, thank you. I didn't do anything, but I'm very proud of um, of the man he's become and this achievement. Fantastic. There you go. That is Gordon Riddler, the father of John O'Riddler, who has just swum 100 kilometres from Great Barrier Island to Auckland's North Shore, started at 10 o'clock yesterday morning.